Jimmy and Jay, congratulations. You are the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. What emotions are running through you right now? Emotions is an exact word, you know? It's all good. Talk to him. Talk to him. Let him know. You go out there day in and day out, and you grind and you bust your ass. As soon as you slip one time, you got the world against you, you know? And it's hard to go out there like that with a mindset of thinking, Everybody out there is against you. So you go out there and you show them what you really made of. It's about like, uh, you know, getting burnt down and coming out the ashes stronger than you was. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes real, real people like me and him, what you see in front of you, you get put through real hard times. You feel me? That's how but you bounce back, though. Yeah, right. And what do we do tonight, Oos? We bounce back. We bounce back like two basketballs dunk, man. It don't, it don't matter. The thing is, we go out there and we grind hard, do what we got to do, and we still on top of the game, no matter what the people say. Because I got my brother, my brother got me. What we always say, Oos? You get knocked down 99, 10 times, you're going to stand up 100. But from now on, anybody that got something to say, anybody that got something to do, you know where to find the Oos's, and guess what? We're going to square up. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to episode 144 of the Hoops Podcast, live on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast from, you'll find the Hoops Podcast there. My name is Josh Lopez, but you can call me Josh if you want. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Hoots Podcast. I am alongside the one and only Adam Daly. You can follow him on the IG uh, tip at AdamDaily13. What's going on, good brother? Josh, what's up? Uh, just listening to my daughter and my dog wrestle around in the other room. Uh, you know, enjoying a Thursday. It's warm. It was like we went, went from like five inches of snow to nothing. That's 24 right. hours, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a lot of um, crazy stuff going on in my city, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. But um, I just wanted it's to. Not uh, right now, man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just wanted to get some stuff out of the way yeah, business wise. Uh, like I said, make sure to check out our podcast every single week on those uh, streaming platforms. Uh, do us a favor. Any your, any general thoughts you have on the podcast, positive or negative, please leave an honest review of the podcast. It really helps us expand the reach of the show. And I want to get engaged with what you guys are interested in, what we've been doing on the show um, each week. Um, you know, I call it the Hoots Podcast because two brothers here. Uh, if this is your first time listening, myself and Adam have been good friends slash brothers for oh, four, and a half, four and a half years now. And... Um, We've been doing podcasts together for that much of time as well. And we come on here and have some fun, talk about wrestling. We sprinkle in some life and comedy topics. But um, at the end of the day, I didn't want to make this solely a wrestling podcast. We do dominate the show a lot of times with wrestling, just depending if there's like a pay-per-view every other week that we have to cover. But we do try to mix things up. So uh, I wanted to know what you guys feel about the show, honestly, and uh, we'll take it from there. So, um also, I want you – go ahead, brother. I was say, speaking of taking it from there, I, I didn't get a chance to do this last week, and, and it's actually, I think, been a couple of weeks, and I just keep forgetting. And I know you're a big fan, but I just – I have to ask, man, talking about how, you know, we like to talk about some other things uh, and mix in, uh, you know, some other things with wrestling. Right. What's – I know you're excited for that live-action Aladdin movie, but what's up with the Blue Man group 
Like, it's like Luke Gallows joined the Blue Man Group, man. Like, what is Will Smith doing? I don't – he's frightening. <laughs> I, I had a feeling you are going to bring that up. What uh, the – I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? And the next yeah. thing you know, it's like, oh, oh, live action Aladdin. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll admit, I have a partial bias uh, towards these type of movies because this is what I saw as a kid growing up uh kind of like you know me and you've had our back and forth about uh jar jar binks and the um star Wars movies from the late 90s uh, early 2000s um oh you're gonna throw you're gonna throw shade at me amazing yeah. i like the dude not the character see you're you're making this like a jesse smollett situation where i'm you know <laughs> i don't practice in fake news my man yeah <laughs> we talk uh, wrestling we live in fake news <laughs> Got me on that one. That, that that's good. Fine, I'm here. That's good. <laughs> By the way, let's give a shout to another man who uh, may fit this category: uh, the doo doo, the the D to the E to the R to the E to the K, the one who uh, uh, it's a big mark for one American news, the one and only brother Carter. Let's give a shout out to him along the way. But back to this Aladdin thing. Yeah, like you didn't even go to school here. So I'm going to go back to Canada. <laughs> uh, Canada, eh? <laughs> I, I don't know what it is with him, man. It's like he's becoming a golf expert. Like, he sends me these links and stuff because I do, like, a lot of sports stuff outside of wrestling. He it's looks like, like he'd be a golf expert. Yeah. Well, here's a, it's a story for those who don't know. I was in New Orleans last year with Brother Carter for WrestleMania. And since WrestleMania's going up, so I guess it's a good time to bring back a memory of my trip in New Orleans last year. This dude decided to watch the Masters while we were getting ready to walk into WrestleMania. This dude did not come into the stadium almost halfway to Finn Balor's entrance at the start of the show. This dude loves his golf, man. I'm not judging him. You can do what he wants, but I just found an issue. Why? Why golf of all places? You? Uh, why golf at all sports? You want to be that diehard on? I don't know. Listen, I can't do it. I put golf up there on my list of things that I want to do. The day you know what I want on TV. The <laughs> sensitivity alert, snowflakes. Uh, I, I golf is always. You know how everybody jokes they have the the, the song that they're going to off themselves to. I yeah. think golf is on my list of things that if I was ever going to off myself, I'd make sure golf was on TV because that was uh that would be be enough to be like, yep, yeah, that's enough. Right. <laughs> it's like watching. It's it's like watching grass grow. Yeah, it's like me looking at a wall for five hours. You know what kills me is we some, sometimes we get on wrestling crowds for being too obnoxious or chanting too much or, or we don't like what they chant or, or whomever. And when I say we, I mean just you know whomever's listening to this, not not anybody in particular or anybody on this show. Right. But golf is the creepiest sport to me that's out there. It's because yeah. everybody's just waiting. Then there's just this real small, slow little clap. It's like very dainty and quiet. Like, what's everybody afraid of? You know, and there's like so many white people. It's just, it, I don't know. It, it seems like a get out situation to me. That's all. Yeah. Either get out or it's like so, somebody's scared that a sniper is like five like feet away or something. Like bizarre. It's it's bad. Uh, it reminds me of what America would be like if like Bazooka Bazooka Circus. If uh, anybody knows mm-hmm. uh, Fear and Loathing, I'll, I'll leave the joke at that because we're <laughs> again extra sensitive these days. Yeah, <laughs> breathe and somebody gets offended these days. Um, 
so think about this, Adam. I <laughs> I am getting ready to go to the dome, right? This is my first side check out of the stadium. They had this big ass block party that I didn't know they even did that during uh the day of WrestleMania. Literally have a, a block party right from the Superdome, which was a nice touch. Obviously, New Orleans is the big, you know, party area for um, big events. I'm going there a little. So like, I've heard, maybe. Yeah. So I decided to go to the stadium about like 45 minutes before the doors open. So this full disclosure, the day of WrestleMania, the night before I stood at the WWE hotel that's literally right behind the Superdome and I wanted to go there to meet up with Ant and uh, B-Rob so those are the other two friends of us that we had down there I wanted to see and say hello before I got to my seat and Brother Carter's like I can't miss this I got money on this I was like well Brother Carter I hope <laughs> I hope it was worth it man <laughs> So I can't I can't miss this gossip, but hey, who bet on golf? Listen, if you bet on golf and I not and I don't bet, I'm not a gambler, so it's you know I'm not you know maybe I'm not the one to talk to about this. But if you're if it's to the point where you're betting golf, I don't know. There's there's hotlines for that. <laughs> Speaking of hotlines, uh, Mean Gene was in the same um, dining area that Brother Carter and his brother was watching the Masters with that day. Oh God. Some also, also seems fitting. Also seems yes. Fitting. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see why we start. We start off with Aladdin, then I was giving a shout out to Brother Carter. You know, I, I'll say this. I think Brother Carter would actually play a good role in the Aladdin movie. Now, thinking about it. Where are you going with this one? So, I enjoy I've never seen Aladdin, so I, don't, I, I, I might not know. Yeah, you wouldn't know. Um, so as a kid, I enjoyed Disney movies. My favorite Disney movie as a kid was Lion King, and Lion King's coming out this summer. No, is it this summer or uh, next year? I think it's this year. Maybe? I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> but um, yeah, Lion King, Aladdin. Uh, Trying to see other ones that come out top. I, I think I saw Hunchback in the Notre uh, uh, Dame's. I think I saw that movie before. Um, I, I like Disney. I mean, it was a kid. I mean, what, what, what do you want me to do? You know? <laughs> um, so I watched Aladdin. I enjoyed the movie. Um, uh, it was, it was a big hit uh, with kids my age during that time period. So, you know, watching the trailer and stuff, I thought it was pretty cool that like, uh, they're taking it out of the animated version and they're bringing it to real life. You know, they got the carpets and all the extra shit that you see in the original movie, the Will Smith part. The thing that caught me with that in the trailer was his, like, laugh. Like, I don't know if the marketing people are like, we got to get that Will Smith laugh just to let everybody know that he's in the movie before he came out of the lantern. Um, So (laughs) I didn't see the trailer. I just saw a still frame. And to be honest, I haven't, like, I used to have real vivid dreams all the time. It was a really bizarre thing, like, my, my entire life. And then I just, ever since my car accident, like, years back, I just, I haven't, like, I just have, I don't sleep enough to dream. Like, I don't, you know. Um, after I saw a still frame, I had fucking nightmares for, like, four days, man. Like, it was, he looks horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I want uh, It looks like one of the Smurfs was working out a little way, way, way too much. And then ate a big lunch. A big lunch. It's... I'm I'm curious to see what what else he does in the movie if it, if if the look is that bad throughout the rest of the movie or is it just that particular scene but um 
By the way, uh, rest in peace uh, to Robin Williams, who played the original uh, genie in the Aladdin movie. Um, I, I I enjoyed a lot of Robin Williams' work uh, when he's around. So um, my, my thoughts are with him and his family. Uh, fortunate situation, you know, we talked about suicides and mental health uh, situations over the years. It sucks, man, because he was good at what he did. Uh, I don't know if anybody would say that Robin Williams was a perfect person or anything like that, or he was anything like that, but I thought he was cool for what he did, and I enjoyed his movies and his comedy work. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'll admit, I am a sucker for things I saw in my childhood. I'm really excited for this Lion King live-action movie uh, when it comes out uh, next year. Um, I'm curious to see how this Aladdin movie comes out, and we'll go from there. So that's it on the Disney tip. Also, uh, I, I heard the other day that John Boy uh, finished up the filming for the final Star Wars movie that they're doing with this new series. So episode nine is wrapped up. I don't know when that movie's coming out, maybe 2021. But um, yeah, episode nine of Star Wars is wrapped up. And um, they're bringing back all these movies from the 90s and 80s and this and that. Some are good, some are not remakes, you know. Uh, I remember seeing Bad News Bears uh, with Billy Bob Thornton, which was a remake, remake of an older movie. And then they had Longest Yard. I think they did that with Adam Sandler, too. I, I, I don't know. For me, personally, I maybe I prefer some of the newer ones than I would the old, older ones, and maybe vice versa. But uh, at the end of the day, that's the wrap on the movie discussion. Um, really quick, before we get to wrestling... I had to mention this since I am here in Chicago. Uh, there's a couple things on my mind that I need to get off my chest. First off, I'm tired of um, Cubs fans who work on local radio stations telling me as a Sox fan how I should feel about how the team's going after their free agents when they gave almost $200 million to a pitcher who couldn't handle being asked questions by reporters and they wanted to get rid of Joe Madden, who won them their first World Series in 200 fucking years. Like, they got rid of Ozzie Guillen after the White Sox won their title in 05. So, for me as a Sox fan, it's kind of insulting when I have to hear a Cub fan telling me how I should feel about my team when they think they got everything figured out. So, so they, they won one World Series, and now they're the New York Yankees of baseball now. Like, their fan base, they know everything about baseball. You got to follow the deal. Blueprint and I, I, this is not a thing for me to dig at Theo Epstein. He's a really good, really good guy, executive at what he does. I mean, he's won, he's won a World Series with the Red Sox and the Cubs. I mean, the guy is good as what he does. But my point is, like, don't tell me how I feel as a Sox fan. You're, you're worried about free agents that you guys hit and miss over the last couple of years, and you want to tell me how I should feel about the Sox missing out on certain players. I'm sorry. I'm not giving a baseball player $300 million when he's the 10th best player in baseball. I'm not. I, 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 don't, I don't watch baseball. I have no idea. Yes, yeah, so I can't really even contribute just because I don't. I, I would like I would sound like an idiot no matter what I say. I, I you'd be better off with me sitting here going. It would all sound the same. Um, yeah, I'm so far out of the loop of baseball. Um, I it's it's the, and this is the embarrassing part. It's really it's more on me. I don't I really don't even know if I recognized one name that you said. Right. <laughs> That's bad. That's how I mean. Not that I really care about baseball really at the end of the day, but. 
Yeah, it's it's just annoying. Uh, so the just to catch you up, uh, Manny Machado, who plays uh, who used to play for the Orioles and the Dodgers, um, um, third baseman guy hits a lot of home Julio runs. Machado? Manny Machado, Julio's son. Julio Machado. I don't know what you're talking about. He doesn't know Julio Machado. See, even my dog thinks so. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, um, there was this big scuttlebutt about, oh, the Sox should go get him. And they're in the middle of a rebuild. They got a lot of young talent. They're like, oh, if you get Manny Machado, you guys are already instant uh, playoff contenders. And it's like the last five years, all the local sports radio guys have told us as listeners of the, the shows basically that, Hey, you shouldn't live and die by free agency. And then, Oh, if you don't sign a premium free agent at a certain time, Oh, you're doing your business wrong. Or if you're trading assets or drape, uh, draft picks for players like a Khalil Mack, Oh, you're doing it wrong. So like for me, I've been kind of annoyed and been toyed around as a Chicago sports radio listener because They've been talking out both sides of their mouth. One second, oh, we need to re- every team in the city of Chicago needs to rebuild, draft picks, develop, yada yada. Let, let your homegrown talent be your stars, not living and dying by free agency. And then the next second is like, oh, the Bulls are a bad organization because they want to trade certain players for Anthony Davis, who plays for the Pelicans. Or oh, you didn't sign Manny Machado to three hundred and twenty million dollars. But we want to argue semantics over what's right and wrong in the bidding process. So uh, Manny Machado goes to uh, San Diego. By the way, good luck, Manny, uh, in San Diego with the taxes out there. I'm sure that should be a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would love to play and live in San Diego, though. Could you imagine that? Yeah, the cost though is is astronomical. Will I get to see Ron Burgundy down there or no? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Hopefully, you should. It should come with, like, you know, when you first move there. That should yeah. come as a part of the new residency package, I think. Yeah, new stimulus package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's the sports stuff I wanted to get off my chest. And then um, we got to get to this Jussie Smollett stuff. Um, I don't know if I had any sports stuff written down. Did Do you? I? Nope, nope. Hell no. Unless hey, you call Sam Roberts' beard a sport, because that thing was – that should have been returned to its original owner. It looked like he had a toupee on his chin. Um, But <laughs> that's not working for him. It's like me without a beard. Like, he need, he doesn't – he shouldn't have a beard. I need a beard. It's two different things. Right. Um, Brother, I, let me say this really quick. I have no comment on Sam Roberts. So I'm gonna. I like Sam. I mean, well, I don't. I don't, I don't yeah, I mean, I, I I've always liked the stuff that I've seen, and so I don't. You know. Um, so Jesse Slomet, uh plays Jamal in one of my few non wrestling related TV shows that I watched throughout the week. Um, Empire on Fox. I I was talking about this with Adam before we came on air. Like my time's been so bogged down with working at the tattoo shop or doing articles trying to catch up with all these wrestling companies that I don't get a lot enough time to watch um, certain television shows. I- I'll watch Empire. Maybe I'll catch a couple episodes of The Voice here and there, or I'll see something on Netflix like Adam Show Me Glow, and I watched the first two seasons of it. It, it was really cool. Um, 
I by the way, there was this nice little documentary special they had on BET last night called uh, the New Edition Story. Anybody who liked the group New Edition from the eighties and nineties, uh, you should check it out. It's a really good documentary. Now, uh, I'm bringing up New Edition because um, Jamal uh, Jesse's uh, co uh, like actor in the movie uh, Bashir Gray, who plays Yaz or Hakeem, if you will, on Empire. He was in that uh, special last night, so it was cool to see him. Um, Jesse has been uh, probably the biggest name <laughs> that you see on the Twitter world or your local news stations in the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's been bringing back uh, bad reputations to the city. Uh, basically, uh, he put out a false claim about him being attacked uh, towards the end of January in the city of Chicago by two people. Uh, supposedly had a noose around his neck and they're uh, spewing out racial claims towards him. Uh, sooner or later, they do the investigation. You know, Justice Mola has that interview <clears throat> with Robin Roberts on ABC. And a week later, we find out that this was all a hoax. It was a work. So every second, I, I think the majority of every second of the local news that I've watched in the last couple weeks has been about this topic and this investigation and are there real suspects? Is he lying? Why is he being defensive in interviews and this and that? So they bring him in. Uh, he got arrested uh, earlier this morning, I think, and he posted bail. And it's just a really shitty situation all around, to be honest with you. It sucks for me because I am a really big Empire fan. Um, Jussie's character that plays on Empire is not my favorite character on the show, but he's a really good singer and a good actor. Um, it just sucks to see this go down like that. Um can't say I, I'm surprised. I mean, I told you guys this at, at the beginning of the year. Nothing in 2019 will surprise me. Uh, not even this. Um, it is unfortunate, though, that um, in a way it's kind of reverse racism where he said that he got attacked, but he's adding more fuel to the fire to the racial tensions in the city and just all around the country. And I, I, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, there's been a lot of jokes, and I shared a meme about it on my Instagram page earlier. And, you know, some people get some comedy, uh, some enlightenment out of this. But this is a serious issue, too, at the same time. And credit to uh, all the detectives and all the people in the Chicago Police Department that got – uh, straight to the, the bottom line issue to this problem. And um, I don't know, as, as, a, as a resident in the city of Chicago, I'm kind of glad that this is over with and we got some conclusion out of it. But also as a fan of the show, kind of I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in the fact that this adding more fuel to the issues that already happens in Chicago, where we got our moron president uh, spewing off about our gun violence and racial tensions, but he never does anything to fucking fix it. You know, <laughs> it, it's just, it's just, it's really, really sad. So that's my thoughts on it. Here's, here's where I'm at. Um, listen, I, if <laughs> it's like, if you're a house of cards fan, I mean, that's hey, listen, you can still be a fan of house of cards, but I mean, I, I, sometimes we just re, need to rethink Kevin Spacey. Like, I, I can't, I can't even. I haven't watched Seven since uh, that movie came out, or I mean, yeah, since that movie came out, I haven't seen Seven since it came out. No, um, <laughs> ever since the whole Kevin Spacey news broke, I haven't. Um, you know, just like over the years, once you realized R. Kelly was really pissing on chicks, and 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 you know, and under once you start hearing, you start shying away from his music, and it's I'm not. 
some things you just can't separate the person and the and and the crime. You know what I mean? Or and and it's just like I'm sorry, OJ to me is always going to be a murder. I'm, it's, it, and I know whatever you write a book about it, motherfucker, you did it. You know what I mean? Like allegedly, <laughs> in, in a book that he wrote. So. I don't know. I did, I look at. It, I didn't really watch Empire. I thought it was pretty messed up when this happened. And I'll admit, like for me, it was just like, well, another day in America. You know, that's that was my thought process on it. Um, as far as the initial attack, you know, or the alleged attack on Jesse Smollett. Now, to come to find out that that it was all staged, it's absolutely. You know, I it's. I'll be the first one to say it's absolute reverse racism. And I know everyone's going to get freak out because it's like the you know the the middle aged white dude is saying that, but. This is if if they didn't incorporate all the and and, and stop. I'm not a Trump fan, so anybody that's going to try and try, pin me on that, I'm not. But um, when you start to incorporate, you know, like Kathy Griffin learned the hard way that it, that unfortunately sometimes even in comedy, um, which I think she got unfairly punished and and put through the ringer for some things, you know, when she did the Caesar thing, but. Um, this once you incorporated the whole MAGA thing into it, and which is, by the way, is is kind of a ridiculous. You guys all sound like morons screaming MAGA anyway, but um, but when, once you incorporate that into it, you're absolutely staging it to you're 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 fanning racial tensions. You're asking you're you're basically trying to create a scenario that you're you're creating. And and what what this does, why this upsets me is we have situations like this in every city. In every town, in every state, in every county, I mean, all across the country, if not the world right now. And the problem with this was this man has the eyes of the world on him. And now, just like when there's women that, that come out with allegations that aren't true, you know, it, it that one out of ten automatically, because of the way public opinion is now, voids out every, you know, the other nine. And I mean, with and let's, let's face it, that's that's the reason why, for some reason, I mean, in, in not to whatever, you know, when it comes to uh, sexual assault on women, men, whatever. I mean, the, the statistics of people actually getting convicted are so astronomically low; it's criminal that it could be that low. And it's it's just it. I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it, it just this this makes me in a certain way because it, how people get off with hate crimes or with assaults or with whatever are when people make up situations like this, you know, and we live in a reality where everybody has their own truth. And, you know, this dude just never thought he was going to get caught. Hell, he was living the gimmick for a minute. Right. Like he was, it wasn't like a one-time thing. He was rolling with it. He was on stage talking about it, going on TV and on different appearances. Like he rolled with this and was getting passionate about it. was really tossing that N word out there. Like he like, it was reserved for years in there, you know, like it had some base to it, man. It's just, the whole thing upsets me just in, in general, because I think it does, it does so much harm to, um, you know, and it almost validates hate in, in a certain way too. Um, so. you know, you no, know, what bothers me is like, you know, I want to give credit to the main, like, uh, Chicago, um, su- uh, police supervisor, Eddie Johnson. He was talking about this, like, not only is this a bad issue because it's going to add more skepticism when other hate crime issues come up. Uh, the fact that this had more stock to it because, oh, a celebrity involved it, but people suspect that the, the local uh, police department would pay less attention to that issue. And he's like, in general, Chicago has a lot of issues and a lot of problems, and this is taking away to fixing that problem too. 
And it, it's just it's just pointless. I don't know what he was trying to get out of it, you know? Publicity, uh, money, fame. I mean, not that he didn't already have these things, but um, I don't know. I, I, you know, why does anybody do something like this? I, I don't have sympathy for that. I, I don't. I mean, you're making millions of dollars to be on a television show for over four years. Right, yeah. Are, are, you, are you that incompetent? incompetent to like save your money that you you're upset about your salary so you gotta make an ass out of yourself well i mean sometimes something like that yeah you gotta follow the money and and whether or not it was maybe someone paying him to you know to do this or if it was his idea or whatever i, I don't know i mean the whole yeah. thing with with well, it's it's such a bizarre story yeah i did i just have no sympathy for people who act like jackasses but lie to your face and say oh oh i'm I'm not doing anything wrong it's like people trying to tell me that the bears should give kareem hum a five-year 20 million dollar deal after he got caught doing domestic violence last season i was was gonna say like you know what and thankfully it looks like he's finally gonna get signed but because i'm I'm glad you brought that up i was gonna i was gonna bring that up we're still we're still at the point where Colin Kaepernick. I mean, finally he's they they settled and he's reinstated. But right. like Kareem Hunt was going to be was already on a team before Kaepernick got back in the league. Are you kidding? Because did Hunt get signed? Yeah, he got signed by the Cleveland, Cleveland right? Yep. And that's where he, that's where the assault allegations happened, right? Yes. That's it's and that's what I mean. And the NFL doesn't care about that at all. But heaven forbid, one dude go to go to a service member and say, "How do I respectfully?" you know, protest and, and show, show grace to the flag and listen to, I don't know, man, that's what I mean. We live in a bizarre, bizarre world. Yeah. To me, Kareem Hunt should not be playing in the league this year. I'm sorry. And and same with Ray Rice. I mean, it's, it's, you, you have to start to clean up the league. I, I don't understand how these guys are getting five opportunities over and over and over again. And we're still on this Kaepernick took one knee thing. It's, it drives me nuts. Let's talk about some positive stuff. Um, really quick, before we get to the Elimination Chamber and all the stuff going on for Raw and SmackDown this week, I have some things outside of WWE that I wanted to mention really quick. Um, shout out to Chris Jericho for uh, that promo that I aired on last week's podcast. At the end of it, it was really, really good. Him taking – him giving himself some self-credit for uh, selling out the Vegas show, uh, Double or Nothing. I thought that was really funny. Um also, they came out with the news that Chris Hemsworth, Thor, is going to play Hulk Hogan in a biopic. I don't know if you saw that, brother, or not. I did see that. I saw the headline. I didn't click into it, though. I'm just upset they're making a biopic. Yeah, <laughs> you're not alone in that. <laughs> um, also, to, uh, this weekend, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor are doing some joint shows at Cork and Hall on a rising. I'll be having those articles for you guys at pro wrestling transcriptions.com. Uh, coming up, they got, uh, the 17th anniversary show for ring of honor, uh, in Vegas in, in March in a couple weeks. I'm excited for that. And also they got the 47th anniversary of new Japan pro wrestling that they got coming up as well. So some big shows coming up along the way. Of course, we got fast lane coming up, um, nothing else really caught my eye over the weekend that I need to talk about here. So, um, before we get to the chamber, I wanted to ask you this question, brother, uh, in regards to Kofi Kingston, because we were, we were hitting on this topic a lot before the pay-per-view last week. So I, I, I mentioned that 
you know, the New Day are like the emphasis of what Daniel Bryan can't stand as a character that he's playing right now, right? Like, he wants consumerism to die, and New Day are the poster boys of consumerism in WWE. And, like, everybody's going with the sip they want Kofi against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Um, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm for it or against it. Uh, I thought it'd be a cool idea. Obviously, these two will be fighting each other at Fastlane after what happened on SmackDown this week. But what, you, what's your, what are your thoughts about this whole Kofi buzz that he's been getting over the last couple of weeks? And do you think that Kofi and Daniel Bryan is the actual uh, thing that could be a reality at WrestleMania? Um, well, I mean, it's about damn time, I think. I mean, I think Kofi's, it, it, it's been a long time coming for him, you know. Um, he's done everything that the company's asked and more. Um, hell, they even, <laughs> even got to drop the Jamaican gimmick after a while. Um, right. But you know what, though, man, I, I do. I think that, I really do think that back in 2009, the Kofi, especially during that time when they do, they didn't really have, they only had like two guys that they were really leaning on and they had more people, but they were testing the waters with certain people. You know, they were starting to test the waters a little bit with, with punk and with, with Kofi, you know, with some other people around that time. That's when Jericho was kind of in and out edge of you know, blew his uh, Achilles out. Um, there was just a lot going on at that time. And I, I just, I feel like if they would have ran with him when he had that feud and he was on top of Orton's, you know, that NASCAR car and was busting it up. And if they would have went somewhere with that, I, you know, but you never want to play rewrite history. And, you know, you can do that with every situation in, in, in this, you know, every scenario in the history of man. Um, all I know is that where I stand right now as a wrestling fan, you could, you could feel that match. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I guess, I guess it, not to sound cheesy, but, you know, because I stay off dirt sheets and whatever, and I kind of had a feeling that it was going to be Mustafa Ali going deep. Um, so when Kofi was kind of his replacement, I, I, I kind of figured, okay, it's, they're just doing a little switcheroo here. But um, but you you could just tell that when, when a crowd is that uh, organically hot, you, you, it's one of those nights that win, lose, draw, whatever. That's that's you know one of those nights that Kofi will never forget. And and thankfully they are listening to the fans. You know, like you know, even though they never listen to the fans. And they're just, you know, they're carrying it over a little bit. So, um, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm happy as hell for Kofi, man. I think he's earned it. He's deserved it. Um, and it's, it'll be really cool to see um, him finally get that that singles match. And, and even if he loses, listen, it's it's still a singles match. It, it you know, at Fastlane, even if it's before WrestleMania or whatever, and it's a one-off. At least he got that match, you know, because I don't think he's ever had a singles match for the for a heavyweight championship. I could be wrong, but I don't think he's ever had a singles match for for a heavyweight championship. Um, I I don't think so. I mean, unless it was like an elimination chamber setting, I don't think he did. Right? Yeah. So he never he uh, he's never had a one on one time. Yeah, match, he's never had a one on one opportunity. So eleven years, and you know, this is eleven years coming because Kofi's been a, a super popular guy. It's not like he was. This this isn't like putting the and and listen. This is gonna everyone everyone's gonna think I'm talking shit on on the the man, and I'm not. It's just a character. It's not like you're putting a Brooklyn Brawler in there. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's this is a character that's always had some legit uh, legitimacy. You know, what I mean, yeah. he's always been one of the highlights of the Royal Rumble. It's it's been it's overdue. You know, yeah. it's overdue. It's it's almost like the Christian effect, except they, they didn't want to blow his face out. <laughs> one more match. One more match. <laughs> Christian was underrated, man. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. My daughter and I have been getting caught up on the Edge and Christian show. Uh, Good. 
Good. <laughs> uh, by the way, do you like when they do the um, like the spin around topic where they're uh, like, oh, guess what WWE will not talk about? How about this? I love it. I love yeah. it. We just started up season two, so we're only we, you know, so we're we're legit catching up. Um, but no, I love the the will WWE talk about it? Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> those guys are a trip, man. Um, anything that caught your eye for the elimination chamber? Ah, oh, man, you know what? I thought that um, Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya had a really, really, really excellent showing. Um, I thought that match was fantastic. Nia Jax, dude, and this is what, what kills me about all, and I don't want to say it's, it's, it's mainly men that criticize her, but I'll, so yeah. we'll, we'll just still say anybody that criticizes her. You cannot tell me that, A, this chick isn't putting her body on a line. She ain't working hard. She's not. When she ran through that chamber, dude, and looked like the juggernaut in X-Men 3. Like, I'm the juggernaut, bitch, and just breaking through stuff. <laughs> it, I, I was yeah. concerned. I'll admit, I was concerned. Now, at the same time, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. But at the same time, a little concerned. Because, you know, but yeah. that's what we want, right? That's what everyone always says. You, we want more of that, you know? So that, that's why I, I've always thought that Nia has been a draw in, in some aspect. Because whether it's been, you know... Sure, I, I think yeah, maybe some she could polish up the mic work, maybe. But I think everyone could. You know, it's it's everyone's been making mistakes lately. On, you know, on the mic, it's 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 a more it's a more in the moment show now. It seems like so. I'm not holding that against anybody, any you know, anywhere. But yeah, man, that to me that spot in the elimination chamber match, I I laughed and popped so hard for that, where it was like holy shit, that was awesome. And so kudos to I for like taking that bump, but. Man, she would like she earned that. Like she wanted to make sure that we knew that she was like earning that bump. Right. Um, when you have like performances where like even if you lose, you have like a performance like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville had last Sunday. Uh, you're already made in some ways. So I that's what I took away from that match. Like Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville are for real, and me and you already been fan of, fan of both of them beforehand, but. Just to see them to start the match, to close the match, and they were the talk of the match. You know, er, you know, before the the pay view started, Mark Henry comes out. By the way, shouts Mark Henry. I really enjoyed his little uh, documentary special they did on him on the network. He's like, who who do you want to win the women's tag team titles? He goes with the Iconics. The Iconics were the go to pick for the bubble this weekend. Uh, but everybody ended up talking about Mandy Rose and Sonia Deville. So I think Mandy continues to go a little way away from the Kelly Kelly uh, comparisons and this and that. This is just my opinion from watching her wrestle each week. Uh, Kelly Kelly can't lace Mandy Rose's uh, boots, but that's just my opinion. Um, it, I don't even. I'll never. I'll never accept that comparison i'll never ever ever accept that comparison um because it does look like mandy's going to get a little bit of a push here and she's good at what she does what's she, that she's good at what she does yeah but she's excellent yeah absolutely think, think about this but there's th- uh, there's two characters on wrestling right now that get lambasted every single week and the reason why is because th- uh they they annoy the fan base Baron Corbin right. and Nia Jax. Yep. 
And yep. I don't know how in professional wrestling where you have a character that annoys you is a bad thing. Right, right. Well, because it's it's funny when when we're little kids, we knew bad guys were supposed to be bad. You know what I mean? And and we just either didn't like them or just you know whatever. Now for some reason it enthralls us to want them fired from the company. It's like the strangest, bizarre thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, I'll never understand that. Um, everybody wants everybody to be like you can't have this lovable show. You have to have that emotion of man, I want to see this person lose or oh god, this, this character annoys me. You have to have that feeling. You know what I mean? Um, you, know, you know who annoyed me when I was younger? William Regal. Really? Yeah. But I appreciate what he was doing because he was doing his job right. <laughs> right, like, right. Oh, yeah, well, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It, it was never a thing with me with wrestlers. Like, if I get annoyed to a certain point where I don't want them on television, that whole, like, X-Pac heat or whatever, the go, go away heat thing, I think that's overplayed. Well, I think on these shows, it, it, it really is. I think a lot of it, too, is I, sometimes I get concerned because – you know, I, we, we need characters and see, and I started getting worried cause I dig the, the Corbin character right now. You know, I, I totally dig what he's doing and I started getting a little bit worried about it because it's like, okay, if a lot of other people do too, shit, they might take it from him. You know what I mean? Because like, I like that people are booing him. Like I like, because we need those characters. I love that people are booing Nia Jax. We need those characters. Um, cause as soon as you have somebody that they want to have, you know, to be like that, like a stone cold. We want that anti-hero, right? So you always want that anti-hero. We're always so when you can finally find that one heel that can just that that that, that person, that athlete that can go out there and just get that natural heat for whatever reason. You're Renee Dupree. Yeah, you're always going to keep him, keep him around there. Oh, hey, did you call him Renee Dupree. Yeah, I said Renee Dupree. I'm going to give a shout out to my boy RC Dupree for picking up uh, his first singles championship over the weekend uh, down here at IWC in Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania. So R.C. Dupree, uh, uh, graduate of Team Storm up in Canada. Congrats, brother. Very, very, very proud of you. That's very cool. Um, another one of characters that people didn't like, but I had enjoyment out of it was Muhammad Hassan. Well, it's funny because I have a Hassan and Davari two-pack uh, in our living room, <laughs> splitting up with like all of our other comic book and wrestling and whatever you name it stuff that we have on the wall. Right, music. Mm-hmm. You know that, that that should be an interesting list that we should do sometime. Like, come up with a list like the ten wrestlers that annoyed the crap out of you. Like, the two growing up, the two two packs I have up there, not two packs, two packs. Um, Hassan Davari and Miz and Maurice dressed up as uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella that I got up there at Money in the Bank. <laughs> yeah, I was there with you when you got it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> um. By the way, uh, shout out to Ms. Maurice, another uh, Ms. Baby on the way. So that was pretty cool. How funny is it people were chanting, you still got it, Adam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are, yeah. Yeah. I would hope so. We're not old men. Like, <laughs> just because we're in our like mid to late 30s doesn't mean we're like, we're all of a sudden, it just goes away. The tree, the tree is like a, the baseball player. Like, oh, you're, you're almost 40. You can't do anything. <laughs> you can't move. You can't do this or whatever. But wait till you're almost forty. You can't. You almost can't move anymore. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Usos and uh, Shane and uh, Miz match was pretty good. Uh, the Usos did become the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I am gonna air a promo from the Usos from the backstage area that they cut after the Elimination Chamber. It was really, really good. It kind of touched on some of the stuff that Jimmy Uso went through 
throughout the week. And it was a really, really good promo. So I want you guys to listen to that at the beginning of the show. All right. Other takeaways from the chamber I wanted to mention really quick. Um, I thought, like, I thought it was pretty obvious that Finn Balor was going to win the IC title. We talked about that last week. So it's cool. He has a title. So people don't have to say, oh, he's being buried. What's he going to do on WrestleMania? So they give him the title to calm everybody down for a minute. You're so annoyed by it. (laughs) (laughs) um, They had Ruby and Ronda Rousey, right? And everybody's like, oh, why didn't Ruby get enough time? Well, think about it. Ruby Riot had a two-segment match in the main event of Raw this week. They were, they had, the reason why that match was short because they wanted to bring in the man because, you know, God forbid he can't have a wrestling show without the man on it. So, <laughs> How great was her reverse Bruce Lee or reverse Kill Bill outfit? Like, the colors were just yeah. I was so I slick looking, man. At first, I thought she was coming off like a uh, like one of those NASCAR events or something. Yeah, she definitely yeah. looks like she's a jogger at night, making sure that the cars know she's there. But right. it looked pretty dope <laughs> in the ring, though. Yeah. Uh, so that that happened, and then um, we um, let's see anything else that I forgot from Perry. Oh, uh, shout out to Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa. I know it's on the kickoff show, but these guys made that kickoff off worthwhile because I can't stand listening to Sam Roberts. Everybody else in the panel is fine. I, I don't have an issue with them, but Buddy Murphy. Is, is, uh, not, not to interrupt you, though, brother, I, I, I rarely get to see a lot of the pre-show because I'm usually setting stuff up for AJ or right. you know, just kind of getting things situated. But I, we, we kind of put it on a little bit early. And are, are we sure that he's just not playing the antagonist? I don't know, and I see at this point, I don't care. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just playing the antagonist. I'm pretty sure. Probably. I, I don't know. I, I've like I said, I, I've never had an. I, I've always. I'm not. I don't seek out like you know podcasts or anything. It's like not. That. It's not. It's not personal with Sam. It's just I'm indifferent to his style on air. Right. Gotcha. 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 That's it's, fair. Not, it's not a personal thing with him. No, that's um, fair criticism. Yeah. Uh, no, I, just, I just think he need, needs to give his beard back to the neighborhood pedophile. That's all. I, I, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, Heidenreich will probably look for that beard right now. I love Sam Roberts, but the beard got to go. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the Buddy Murphy and Kiritz's out match, man. These guys uh, beat the shit out of each other. It was a really, really good match. Um, let's talk about the main event really quick. Um, we had, of course, the WWE title match. Um, ended up being Danny Bryan and Kofi at the end. Some really good um, – Near falls, hope spots, comebacks, this and that. I, I, my one of my takeaways I had from that men's chamber match was that AJ Styles is fighting Randy Orton at WrestleMania. You think that's a match? Yeah. Just how many times Randy Orton's gotten away from AJ Styles doing this or that? Like a SmackDown this week, I think. Uh, or encounter one of Styles' moves while he was on a hot streak or something like that. These two are going to have a match with each other at WrestleMania. I guess and you know what? Here's, here's the the sad part of it is that if that is the match, let's just let's just fantasy book for a second. If that right. is the match, because even just sitting here, I, my my initial reaction was ugh. But the the shame of it is is it'll probably be one of the better matches of the night if that is the you know if that just because they're both so gifted in the ring that like. They, it would be so entertaining to watch them too, uh, you know. Now I just I do worry about the program leading up to it, but at the same time, you know, once you're at WrestleMania, it's more about the event than, than the program itself. You know, you have, you have one of those matches at every WrestleMania, 
Right. Every WrestleMania is always a one-on-one match that you may not expect a lot from, but it's been one of the better ones in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, you talked about it a couple weeks ago, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton, or Randy right. Orton and CM Punk that you right. saw at WrestleMania 27. Yep. I was there for that one as well. Uh, I thought the one him and Kane had uh, in, in Miami was really good too. So... Um, wow, I don't even really remember his match with Kane there, and that's no fault of like anybody's. Well, you know. <laughs> the funny thing about that, that match followed up Daniel Bryan losing the world title at 18 seconds. Uh, oh, that's why. Right, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. we were just first getting in there from the whole wedding post wedding stuff, and then right. like still doing all that. Yeah, so it's that's why it, the first couple matches were a total blur to us. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, I agree, I agree with the sentiment that a lot of people have, and AJ talked about this, uh, uh, with us last week. Yeah, Orton's character is boring, but that's what his character is. That's mm-hmm. what it's always been. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by it. But the match with him and AJ Styles would be pretty good. I have no idea what Samoa Joe is going to do at WrestleMania. Uh, that's up in the air right now, but Joe, Joe and Orton would be a, a nice match. It could. I could see that too. I I don't know. The last couple years, I've been keep pitching this whole Raw for SmackDown thing since they brought the brand split back together, and it hasn't happened yet. So if Finn Balor is not fighting anybody at um, WrestleMania, you can have him fight Samoa Joe. Okay. Finn Balor, you didn't hear me? So Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe then. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. It, it's, it's just an idea. I don't know if they'll do it or not. I mean, I've been trying to pitch this damn thing for two, three years or so, and it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see what happens. I'd like to see some some gold around Joe's waist too. Yeah, I'm trying to see uh, which part of the chamber match was my favorite. Um, I'll I'll say this though, like I thought, like the beginning part of it, like Daniel Bryan starting off, and he's you know, trying to run away from everybody. And there's only so much, you know, as much as like you could do and throw people in the chamber, there's also limitations that you can have in the match as far as like match uh, construction is concerned. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Like I, I, I find it, I always find it interesting how they come up with some of the sequences to keep that match going on and on. Like I think that match was almost 40 minutes or so. So, um, there were a couple of matches that were lengthy. <laughs> yeah. So Daniel Bryan retains. He's still the WWE champion. Um, uh, Kofi versus Bryan, hashtag Kofi Mania. I'm for it. I, I wouldn't be against it, but if it's not Kofi Kingston, we'll see who else Daniel Bryan will wrestle at WrestleMania. Um, I am all about Daniel Bryan and Kofi, you know, potentially, even if it's something where Daniel Bryan takes the championship back off of Kofi or they somehow, you know, stretch it out to, you know, even if Kofi doesn't end up winning the championship and they make it, you know, a, a return match at WrestleMania and he still somehow doesn't get the championship. Right. It's still a good run for Kofi. That's a, that's a WrestleMania main event. Realistically, it's a main event slot on a show going into, going into WrestleMania that even if he doesn't take the championship, I would still be happy with that. Now, I would love to see Kofi win the championship still. But the fact yeah. that he's getting a main event spotlight is is fantastic. I remember I was going to mention a couple minutes ago, um, the Drew McIntyre, Lashley, and uh, Corbin uh, Shield powerbomb that they put Strowman through two tables. I thought that spot was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Um, I should have seen that one coming. I didn't realize that was an OVQ. Um, we should, probably should all have seen that one coming. They, they, they should just try to... 
maybe they should just let everybody know that they are a group so people are not surprised when they come out every time <laughs> during Corbin matches. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no, we're not supposed to know. That's that's a, the surprise right. of it. Um, I did like a couple couple things that pointed out. One was I liked Daniel Bryan. Um, I loved his promo talking about how everyone wants to be a superhero with all these movies or everybody wants to be. Because I am. I'm, I'm at a point where, like, listen, I love me a superhero movie, and I love my superhero movies in it. But it's it's at a point now where it's like this is all we have is, like, and I love comics, but it's like I want something, you know. But then again, like, the good – what we used to get in movie form, we're getting in – in on like a Netflix series now or on, on, you know, HBO or Showtime as a series. So I guess it's, it's different in certain ways, but I heard they canceled the Punisher. Oh, they did. Oh, I wasn't going to watch it anyway. Um, oh, 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 the one that was on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't watching that one. Uh, one dude from walking dead was in that. Fuck Shane. You guys know the story of Shane. Fuck Shane. That's some ill shit. Um, (laughs) walking dead story. But as far, you know what? There was one more thing that I did have, and I'm going to make you wait for one second while I bring somebody in. Um, there was something I wanted to talk about, uh, about the chamber because somebody, and I'm going to bring in a, a special little co-host, uh, for, for the second straight week. Um, my daughter had a really good question about the chamber when we were watching that when I noticed that the chamber is different now than what it used to be, where there's a little bit right. more room up there. I don't know the answer. I really don't. So AJ, um, my question was, would it count if you pin someone on top of the chamber, like one of the chamber cells? On one of the pods? Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the pods. Pin for submission, would it count up there? Because it counts on the outside, right? It counts on the outside. Yeah. yeah. On the floor. That's, a, that's a good question. Uh, right? <laughs> but here's the issue, though. Most of the referees are in their mid-40s, or if Mike Yoda already in his 50s, I don't know if he's going to hop up the... the what you're saying about 40s, man? <laughs> what you're saying about 40s? I'm, I'm real close, man. What you trying to say? <laughs> the fighting words? <laughs> I'm trying to say. 40s the new 50. <laughs> All right, I got a question for you, brother. Do you think Charles Robinson's going to hop up the chamber pod to make that pinfall, though? Lil Nate? Uh, yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I think it's, not, it's not a bad idea. I after the Timmy White incident, need younger referees to do it, though. Yes, agreed, agreed. After the Timmy White incident, let's keep the referees safe. <laughs> you know. Um, but while we have you here, AJ, what did you think of uh, Elimination Chamber? Because of course, the internet's going to have you know there. You know, all the adults love to argue about it because WWE sucks, and all the adults know so. And AEW is going to be so much better. Although we know that's going to be pretty good, but you know, <laughs> both things can be good. So, um, what did you like about the pay per view? What I liked about the pay per view is it was the women's elimination chamber. That was my favorite part. Okay. And it, and I also like the men's, like how Daniel Bryan came out to the men's elimination chamber. I thought that was funny, that little promo. Oh, you like the promo coming down? Yeah. Okay. I liked I liked that. I also like his logo. Yeah, logo. Like yeah. Logos, right? yeah. You're really big that he should change his music, huh? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. I've been saying it for a month. I want him to do it by WrestleMania. You want him to do it by WrestleMania? Or WrestleMania is whenever he changes his music. Right. Because WrestleMania is a big thing, so why not do a big thing at a big event? Right, that right, right, right. Well, Becky will be debuting. I think new music here pretty soon too. Yeah, I mean, I need Becky to do that too. But because <laughs> Daniel Bryan's song and Becky's song are just not fitting right now. Not fitting for, the character. No, not at all. That's that's we, we've actually talked about this as our dog's going crazy back here. 
But um, and and while I have you here, um, that's your issue, is it right? Because you like their songs, from what you told me. It just yes. sounds like that you just don't like it with the characters that they yeah, have. Yeah, I don't like that the character, like the characters that they had. Now the previous characters was perfect, but now it's just it doesn't even match up at all. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. There we go. Like if I was creating a Becky character with the whole the man character, I wouldn't in two K in two K nineteen. I wouldn't use Becky's music because it doesn't match up. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now you know what? Just to show how much of a mark she is, though, um, and you know, at, at age nine, we got to, I guess, raise them proper if she's going to go through the whole wrestling fandom thing. Um, you did have something that kind of irritated you about Raw this week. What was? It? I can't. The remember. NXT. There was something about the NXT call-ups that kind of made you a little bit oh, upset. There were no women. Not oh. women. Mm. And SmackDown. That's, that's the point. No, say it was the same people on SmackDown. Yeah, I know. Same four, same four people. Now I'm glad that they did bring them four up. You know, and I'm super pumped to see Alistair yeah. Black. But you were you were kind of upset about that. Yeah, I, I was. Does, yeah, does Lacey Evans count, even though she hasn't wrestled yet? Would you would you count Lacey Evans? No, because it's already official. Because they didn't announce her yeah. that she's going to be on this show last night. They announced her like a few weeks ago. Gotcha. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that too. So there you go. From from the mouth, probably what's gonna what's gonna start being our most popular segment is uh, from the mouth of a nine year old. The, the the new daily stop, ladies and gentlemen. The only clean segment. Of, but then you should also ask if I count heavy machinery, which I absolutely do not. Nobody does. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. I don't even count them as a tag team. No. no. I I could see heavy machinery in Polar Vision, uh, Adam. You know, I, here's something else I picked up. Their promo this week, it did really make it seem like Tucker is just his handler. It is. Yeah, he's just totally the handler. AJ, we thank you very much, again, for, for having us out with this podcast. We appreciate you. Um, did you want to say anyone anything else uh, about about what you saw this week? Nope. No? I'm good. You're good. All right. We thank appreciate you. you. Oh, wait, one thing. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, yeah, I'm saying. bring up Velveteen Dream. You want them to bring the Dream up, huh? Yes. Well, we, I was just told that we got to watch uh, Dream versus uh, versus Gargano from NXT last night. I heard it was a very, very, very good match. So okay. you've been dying to watch NXT. There's your reason to watch it. Okay. Real quick, and you know what? Here we go. Since, we, since we're a little diverse on here, uh, we've been watching the Edge and Christian show. AJ, what do you think about Edge and Christian's little skit show that they have? I think it's hilarious. You think it's hilarious? I like the different stuff they do. I like the first episode because they faked Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon was still frozen. With the Vince head? <laughs> yeah, with the fake Vince head. <laughs> right, right. We started up season two is where we And the commercial from. with Ms. and Mrs. Did, didn't they just steal that from Edge and Christian? Did they just steal that head or something? Did, did that oh, because it looked like the same dummy head. It looked like the same mannequin head. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure a lot of people. When I was in Orlando from WrestleMania 24, me and your Uncle Mike uh, saw somebody walking around town in a suit and just a Vince McMahon mask. <laughs> Although we cosplay, so, you know, for the later ones, so everyone, there's always a Vince McMahon in every cosplay group. Yeah. And they usually have a mask on, too, so. But I, it was probably the same scenario, yes. Very observant of you. Way to be astute. <laughs> yes. Jeez, she's already, and this is just to give you guys an example, like this is, this is a, this is a girl that at age nine is pausing matches and watching moves in slow-mo just to see how wrestlers are taking moves and how they're helping each other sell the move and how they're landing. And like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. So this is, uh, there you go. Just wanted to give you a little bit of spotlight again. We thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes. Now we can go back to being TV 14. Yes, you can. <laughs> 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 Nah. 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 All right. 
Yeah, we got to get those songs down. We got we got to figure out what songs going to be for uh, Daniel Bryan and Becky Lynch. Um, I want to see this week because Nina Strauss is doing Becky Lynch's new song. Uh, Nina Strauss is very good. Yeah, that's what that's what I, I I'm certain I saw an Instagram post or something that that they were in the studio and it, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was about. I saw her uh, perform uh, Nakamura out to the stage at WrestleMania last year. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Very cool. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, really quick, before we do get out of here, I wanted to get this out of the way. And I have uh, one thing after you. Um, from this week for television, yeah, it was cool to see the XT guys come up and this and that. I thought Raw was okay. Uh, but here, here's my thing. Like we talked about before, why can't we find a balance from the – crowds that are like thinking they're at a funeral or a library to the a-holes who are more concentrated on beach balls and things have nothing to do with the show why can't we have a balance here it's very city by city every city has its own feel to it like it is it really that, that's why i've always been a fan how they can play into i'm a fan of the gray characters because when you every city you go to typically you're going to get that mixed response that's right. why I have grown to appreciate John Cena and Roman Reigns, and I, because a lot of times it's, it is it's city based. I know, but my my whole thing is like we talked about it before in the past, like super, super, super quiet crowds, like Greenville, South Carolina, or Lafayette, Louisiana. I guess uh, in the state of Orleans, you can't make any, you can't be happy or make any noise until the Saints start playing football again, like. Uh, Indianapolis is another crowd that's like super quiet, man. And that was what everybody was talking about Monday night. Oh man, this Lafayette crowd has ruined these guys' uh, debuts and this and that. I, I thought it was kind of insane. <laughs> I just think they were in the South, and, and I'm, I'm going to keep my Southern jokes out of this. But okay. if an IQ level collectively in an arena isn't above 50, I never take that crowd's reactions into consideration. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I I don't know if Brother Carter went to any of the shows. I'll ask him after uh, we're done with this today. But um, if he did, he was the smartest man there, which is also like <laughs> saying something. Oh, I'm gonna skip that joke before I get in trouble. <laughs> um, so they announced two things for Fastlane. Brian will fight Kofi Kingston, obviously for the WWE title. Uh, they're having a rematch with the Usos and Shane and Miz. Um, it's going to be in Cleveland in its hometown. They made an emphasis that Mr. Miz will be front row at the, the pay-per-view. So obviously I think uh, brother, uh, brother Joseph, I think you know where this is going. Um, yeah. I don't know who brother Joseph is, but um, yeah, yeah, no, I think we know where this is going, especially with, with, you know, daddy in the front row and they're, they're playing this pretty well. Similar, I mean, not a similar, but they're, they're doing, uh, and every organization does this, but uh we talked about this while was doing something with this, with Santana Garrett and, uh, and Tessa Blanchard, very similar thing where they're incorporating Santana, uh, Santana Garrett's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one last thing I wanted to mention from the shows this week. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the, um, Ronda Rossi and Ruby Wright match from raw that closed out the show. Uh, what, what did you think about that one? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, we kind of got through it a little bit quick, but, um, listen, I, I, Ruby's such a, I, I was kind of hoping that somehow, you know, I didn't think they were going to put Ruby over Rhonda and I, it doesn't make sense to you right now, obviously, you know, um, right. but I was hoping they, that somehow she would keep getting screwed out of it so that almost she'd get forced over to, to wrestle Oscar for that championship, 
you know. Um, right. Now, by the same token, I'm, I, I'm not going to, I am not upset at all about, you know, potentially it being Mandy Rose or whomever else on SmackDown. You know, I was just thinking how they could maybe fit Ruby into the picture. Um, right. But no, I, listen, I, I love Ruby and, and her and Ronda, I thought, you know, they, listen, we, it's still Ronda's first year. And and we're and people are nitpicking every small minor detail, and she's putting on great matches, you know. So yeah, there there isn't anything else to say. Ruby's fantastic, Ronda's great, and you know that's where we're at. I got a little announcement to make, everybody. Uh, um, the the first episode in March is going to be uh, a really cool show for us that we're going to do. Um, I, I talked about it on Instagram and Twitter. And I talked about this with Adam a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I wanted to do an episode where me and Adam get to like, you know, kind of reflect on our experiences like uh, podcasters and doing this show together. I'm celebrating my six years of broadcaster, and uh, it's, it'll be a cool show to do something different while we're in this uh, gateway to the road to WrestleMania. Um, we'll have. Uh, time to reflect on some of our experiences and lessons we learned along the way. I've been wanting to do this type of episode for a while now, and the fact that we're getting close to 150 episodes, I think now is a good time to do it. So I'm very excited to do that episode. If there's any questions you want to ask about us that you don't know about us, you can always do that. Send us an email at thehootspodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to uh, subscribe and rate our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, tell a friend about the podcast. Uh, make sure to uh, check out ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com. I'm at Twitter and Instagram at the Who's Podcast, and Adam's at Twitter at Adam. No, not Twitter. My bad. Uh, IG, AdamDaily13. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for checking out SO 144, the Who's Podcast. Hold on one second there. Hold on. Good, hold bro. on. Hold the phone. I've waited five years for something, and now we're going to have the official daily stop. This is where I get my mark out moment. It's not wrestling-based, so, you know, wrestling fans uh, that just tune in for the wrestling, uh, you're not going to want to hear the next probably two to three minutes of me rambling. But <laughs> I've talked about Gotham on here ad nauseum. I don't have to keep pitching the show to you guys, you, you know. But tonight, and Josh, you know what, I'm even, I'll, put, I'll put the camera on for one second just so you can see. I, I'm, I'm rocking the, the Joker for, you know, look from the, the killing joke from when, right after the transformation happens, he gets dumped in the, the Ace Chemical vat. Tonight's episode on Gotham is called Ace Chemical. So, dude, for five years I've waited. And through all the transformations that they've had with uh, Cameron Monaghan's character on here, um, this really, for me, this episode tonight is going to be totally a Joker Batman, but pre-Joker Batman, you know. And, and I will admit, I've seen what happens after this, so I know that there's one more transformation for for Jeremiah, and I, you know Jeremiah or Jerome or Joker or whatever you want to call him. Right. Uh, I think we all knew that this that's going to happen when an episode's called Ace Chemicals. Uh, if you're a fan <laughs> of Batman lore or anything like that, but um, for you non-Joker fans, this is where Joker gets dumped into the vat and truly becomes the Joker. Um, I saw, and again, I saw pictures from the finale when he's actually Joker, uh, and it's they're going to get a lot of flack, I think, because they're they're trying something different. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. So I can't wait for the the finale. But as far as tonight goes, I'm, I'm not going to lie, man. Whenever they just tease this character, pretty pumped, huh? <laughs> five, dude, it was like five years ago. I swear to God, it was like December 2014, 
And I was just about to stop watching it. And I was like, okay, let's, I, I got to stick with this show just because. And just hoping that maybe they would stick with this, you know, they, they would stick with Cam, uh, you know, to, to play him. And just so all these years, all these years to finally have the episode where we're going to see, you know, we're going to see him go into the, the Ace Chemical Vat. Um, it's, it's, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. This is like a, a <laughs> WrestleMania moment for me. So Gothamites <laughs> rejoice. We're in for a nice little treat tonight. And I think, uh, the finale you guys are, and I'm not saying don't go look at it guys. I shouldn't have spoiled it for myself. I'm glad I did. Um, but I shouldn't have spoiled it for myself. So don't, don't look up any spoilers for, you know, uh, but I think I'm not spoiling anything. But when I say the Joker or, or Jeremiah is the one that goes in the, the vat of poison, because it's kind of what happens all the time. So, right. But definitely watch it. It's tonight. It's Thursday here in America. Um, check your local listings, wherever you're at DVRs on demands. This is the episode to watch. I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be it. I'm I'm excited to check this out. It's gonna be pretty cool. Ho- hopefully, this buildup is not gonna disappoint everybody. Uh, I, I haven't seen the teasers or any the or early extra scenes for it, but um, I'm excited for this, Rob. I'm, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yes, sir. Um, like I said, make sure to subscribe to the pockets, everybody. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Go check out the Honor Rising shows if you have nothing to do this weekend. And also, if you haven't seen Johnny Gargano against uh, the Velveteen Dream for this week's NXT, please go check out that match. It was really, really good uh, for the NXT North American Championship of the world. Yes. So, there were so many titles on Raw and SmackDown this week, by the way. Yes, there were. just... Championships on championships on championships. Yeah, it was a championship buffet. <laughs> it was cool though, man. I like that they brought him up this time, still with the NXT templates at the bottom. Like the lower third was still, you know, NXT graphics. I right. like that they brought him up with the titles. That's that's a complaint we've always had as wrestling fans, right? Right. I dug it. Yeah, it was, we really didn't get touched up, touch base with that. But yeah, that's one thing that you know we complain about it all the time, and finally they brought him up with the champion, you know, with the titles on their shoulders. So right. or. If you're if you're Tommaso Ciampa in, in those hands. So. Uh, by the way, I want to give a shout out. Go everybody, please go check out Paige's movie. Let's give let's support Paige. Go check out her movie Fight with My Family. Go support Paige. All right, folks. Uh, so for the Clown Prince, I am Tori Josh Lopez. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week for episode 145 of the Hoots Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace.